Wanna waste my time? Okay. I call my lawyer. He's such a good lawyer that by tomorrow morning, you're gonna be working in Alaska. So dress warm. Yo! We back, man. We're back, we're back, we're back. Season two. We're off to a great start. Welcome back, everybody. If you're new here, this is That Small Podcast with attorney Durante Partridge. Welcome to the Lion's Den. If you've been with us before, welcome back. He has returned. I've returned. We're back. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus, man. Season two. That's Law Podcast, man. I'm just so happy to be back. Uh, a lot of stuff has been going on. We might just breeze over it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I, I do want to clarify some shit. Because, Let's do it. You know, we're a real podcast company over here, and we produce real podcasts. That's Law Podcast was on fire, releasing content every week. Man, working and, crazy. And my boy went away for a while. But not for now, no reason. Nah, nah, nah. My boy don't got some major deals. We did, we've been doing some good stuff, man. Yeah. The law firm has just really been busy. Just a lot of great things happening with the firm. So had to take some time off to, you know, really focus on that to get what I needed. But we back. And that's... They always come back. Hey, look. Well, first of all, I just want to I just want to say, you know, congratulations, brother. Congratulations, man. You want you want to make some of the announcements? What you don't accomplish? I can't yet. But 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 okay. Some some major stuff. We got some some major deals done. A lot of new ventures that are coming about. Is it gonna be one of the things where you can like? When it does come out, yeah. can you get the game behind it? Yeah, absolutely. I think when it, okay. when it starts bad drop, bad drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ask. Speaking of the bag, we're waiting for the bag to drop on a couple of these situations as well. So it's just a lot of a lot of great things, man. Like straight up. So um, I think this season is going to be filled with a lot of that experience, right. um, a lot of other stuff that's going on or whatever as well. Um, you know, just with the firm and just in general. You know what I'm saying? What's going on? But um, you see how he did that, Keith. He just see this season. He just dropped season two. Season two, episode one. Welcome. Let's go. Welcome. Welcome. Hey man. So I, I'm just happy to be back. That you know, you guys renewed me, and you know, we're we're going for a second round. We got new mics and stuff here at the uh, <laughs> Just Eldridge Media, the gym studio. Man, it's just a lot. I don't. I don't know how to act. Like I'm a little uncomfortable because there's some bougie shit going on or whatever right now, man. So. Damn. Look, we, we try to drop it back. Look, we ain't even Black finished. <laughs> we ain't even. We ain't even finished. Damn. 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 This is a good I'm, I'm still waiting for my artist. Nah, we, can, I, we commissioning pieces, right? Oh boy, I sound like I'm in HD and everything right now, man. Hey, Dolby Digital and stuff, man. This, this shit is crazy, man. So, but now, nah, man. Um, you know, first of all, thank you everybody that's tuning in. This Thanks. is a joint episode. That's Law Podcast. Yeah. Me, Jess Elders Podcast. Absolutely. Um, we felt like this was very important because something major just happened. Yeah, big time. Um, big and, time. And it's something that can it it, it affects everything. I think it affects community. Mm-hmm. It affects uh the industry. Yeah. Uh, it affects the streets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's uh it's a major event. So we wanted to talk about it from a real perspective, but we also wanted to talk about it from a, a legal 
what the law says about what's going on and what potentially yeah. happened. So this is just a beginning. I think this is going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah, I, as I think, this rolls out. Yeah, I think that's what that's that's what we should do, and that's the best way to do it. Um, because with well, let me say it this way: from my perspective, I've been a prosecutor, criminal defense lawyer, as well as an entertainment lawyer. So I'm seeing it from a lot of different sides. And then also, I grew up Zone 6 East Atlanta, so I've seen a lot of stuff from the street side as well. So, you know, I have four different angles. So what I think would be best to do in this situation is to, you know, let's talk about it from an overview perspective and identify what's happening, but then let's get those different perspectives from criminal defense lawyers, from prosecutors, former prosecutors, and other people that are in there so that we can get different opinions right. as to what's going on and, you know, just continue to help. Cause I think that's the thing about this podcast. We wanted to do something that wasn't the traditional lawyer podcast where we're coming on and using all these big terms and legalese and things like that. Right. But just basically wanted to give some direct dialogue to the people so that they can understand it and we can all be on the same page and start to build from there. And I think that's, what's important, you know, with this podcast and with, you know, how we're promoting it and, and just putting out the information or whatever as well. So um, I, I think that's very key and very important. So without further ado, of course, if you guys uh, have been under a rock, don't know what the heck is going on. Uh, we're talking about the Young Thug, uh, Gunna, YSL uh, indictment. Young Thug is scheduled to appear in court today in Georgia on gang-related charges. The rapper, whose real name is Jeffrey Lamar Williams, was one of 28 people named in an indictment in that state. He's charged with conspiracy to violate the state's RICO Act Damn. and participation in criminal street gang activity. The indictment also includes fellow rapper Gunna, whose real name is Sergio Giovanni Kitchens. Fact, so, I mean, with... So, so with the Rico, man, Damn, even keep referring coming to pot. Huh? Keep coming to pot. Nah, he can't. <laughs> keep coming to pot. Hey, Keep got the drops and everything, man. I, I'm telling you, I feel like I'm I'm in Dolby yeah, Digital right now, stuff. man. This stuff crazy. I'm I'm hearing new things and everything. So man. so let's let's get to this. Um let's do it, man. this this um this was I'ma be real, it wasn't yeah. shocking for me. No, not at all. Especially because if if you guys remember from season one, we sort of talked about some of the stuff that was going on with, with YFN Lucci and Pooh Shiesty and, you know, all of those people that have been arrested as it relates to being entertainers, but also still involved with alleged criminal activity. So with this situation, I'm definitely not surprised whatsoever. Yeah, like it's one, we all know Cleveland Avenue, if you live in Atlanta, Cleveland Avenue has been... The hottest street, yeah, for a long time. For a long time, absolutely. I mean, that shit that happened on uh, with the security guard that was yeah. that was Cleveland yep. Avenue security guard. Like, so Cleveland Avenue for a long time has been hot spot, hot. Yeah, like home. <laughs> and I live up the street from. It. I, don't even really be, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even really be over there like that. Like, so, so like you know, and I got to be real too. This is an unpopular opinion. Yeah, it's hard for me to feel. A lot of like, because I know a lot of people feel angry at this. A lot of people feel hurt. A lot of people feel shocked. Of course. For me, man, it's kind of hard, you know. And I'm on here to give my take. You give yours, but it, yeah, the sympathy is hard for me to find. No, I agree. It's it's hard for me to find. Like 
these young brothers, you got out this game. Like, you made it out the streets, and you made it out of that struggle. Right. And it's one thing to promote a life like you still living it. Because yeah, most sure. of the rappers do it. If you watch, listen to my podcast, you hear I hate that shit. <laughs> right? But it's another thing to not only promote it, but also you, you're funding it. Yeah. And I, I think that's the basis of the indictment for a lot of these guys. Well, for the people out there, let's... Tell people what is Rico because yeah. everybody keeps saying it's a Rico charge, a Rico charge. What is Rico? And why is that so big? Such a big deal. No, absolutely. When we talk in Rico <laughs> for my zone six people and my people from the hood, we're not talking about your cousin Rico. <laughs> not Rico. talking about them. <laughs> what we're talking about when we talk about Rico, uh, basically organized crime. So if we take the acronym Rico R I C O, we're talking about racketeer, influenced, and corrupted organizations, right? So with that. From a legal perspective, and I, I don't want to spend time reading the Georgia statute and all of that and giving you that, as it relates to this situation, we have an organized group of individuals, two or more people, who are interacting and committing a series of crimes. Now, it's not just a one-shot thing where a crime takes place here and then later another crime takes place. This is something that's a pattern that's being developed as it relates to certain crimes being committed. And with those crimes being committed, there's a there's some sort of organization as it relates to that. So specifically, Young Thug is looked at as the head of YSL. And again, to my people that are green, we're not talking about Yves Saint Laurent, the designer. We're talking about YSL, Young Slime Life, uh, with regard to the street aspect. Because we also have the official or legal entity as it relates to the music, YSL. And that's the label that they operate under, Young Thug, Gunna, and some of the other rappers that they have under the label as well. But when we're talking about the RICO specifically, we're saying that these guys are involved in some sort of criminal enterprise, either they're bankrolling it or continuing you know, the criminal activity. But nonetheless, there are others in the organization that are committing crimes and have a pattern of committing crimes to keep the organization going and to keep the organization, you know, well known. So throwing gang signs, promoting the gang and things like that in a nutshell is what we're talking about regarding that. Goddamn. So Damn. this goes all the way back to 2015. Yeah. Like they talking about deaths. They talking yeah. about, uh, you rented a car. Like yep. how do you get that? Like, how do you get that loose as an entertainment lawyer? Sure. You know what I'm saying? You around artists all day. How does because Young Thug is not no little rapper? No, by far. He's so not. so he's around execs. He's around a lot of people. So how do you let that happen to a talent? What is that? I I think what it boils down to, and and I'm not familiar with this situation or the intricacies as it relates to Young Thug and right. why. So I I don't have an affiliation there. I don't know that. But from the entertainers that I have been around. I think it's real easy to, you know, you have a friend or you have a group of friends that, or prior to becoming an entertainer or, you know, this, this big entity, at some point in time, you were involved, you know, with this certain, you know, entity or whatever as well that, or organization, and it just continues to carry itself. But because you have that allegiance or that relationship with those people still, right. even though you've graduated from it, they are still there. And then that a mere association with them right. can continue to loop you into it, right? So, is it hard to get out of the game? And 
I don't know if you want to, but I would, I would definitely love to hear 217 as well. Cause you know, I know you industry as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it hard? Like when, say I come up in the game and I'm rapping about something that I'm living. I'm, sure. I'm really in the streets. I'm doing this, but now we made it. We don't have to do it no more. How hard is it to leave that shit? Cause I think sometimes we oversimplify shit. I could be oversimplifying it because sure. I, I didn't come from the streets, but I got in my little trouble. Right. Like once I got there and got locked up in juvie and I came home, that's all I needed. It was, that shit was cold turkey. Fuck these niggas. Absolutely. Like if you want that shit, I ain't fucking with you. Like at all. That's but again, maybe because I wasn't. I wasn't deep in that shit. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't. No, I feel it. I I think. How hard is it? Like, cause are are people oversimplifying it when they say, "Well, that nigga shouldn't have been doing that shit no more." I think they are, and and I'll be honest with you. With you know, I I, I think a lot of people can look within family and see certain people that are influenced by certain things or whatever. And, and speaking for myself, I too can do that. Um, as far as being raised in a certain neighborhood or something like that, you have a certain feeling or emotion towards people. So these people can become, you know, more or less family, right? Mm -hmm. So it makes it hard to just detach yourself completely only because the money has changed you or taking you to a higher plateau, right? right? So in that situation, you know, you you also don't want to, I, I guess, well, let me say this as well. You can have survivor's remorse as well because I made it because of my talent or whatever took me to a certain level but I still have these people that I love still that are still going through the struggle. Right. So how, how do I just detach myself from that? Because I know that I can't just take my money and take care of them fully right. because maybe they don't see the world as I do, but how can I help and try to pull them up or whatever? So there's still that affiliation as it relates to that. And I know, you know, sometimes, and, and this is me speaking from my criminal law background, I know sometimes that affiliation with regard to gang, you know, it could be blood in, blood out. You know, you have right. to get jumped in and then you have a process with regard to getting out or it's a for life situation. So, you know, a lot of different reasons as it relates to that. So I, I don't think you can oversimplify it like that. Right. But What's 217, if, if you feel free to chime in, man, if you have anything on that for sure. Yeah, y'all some future fans, right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I remember um, when he dropped um, Pluto in 2012. Yeah. And it flopped. You know why he said it flopped? What's that? He said, I was himself, you know, in Breakfast Club when he was with Sierra, man. They had him flying out to Cali, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Doing, um, he was doing dinners and stuff that that wasn't in his zone. And he said when he broke off, then he went back to the hood. That's when he got his mojo back. Mm -hmm. And that's when he dropped Monster, 56 Nights. And you know what I'm saying? It's a, right. it's a, it's a, as an artist, being in the hood, it's your authenticity. Authenticity. It's yep. um, you know, what I'm saying if you're not in the hood, what you gonna rap about? Or you know, what I'm saying it's about pride, keeping it real. You know, what I'm saying when keeping it real goes wrong. Um, you know, what I'm saying even little baby said, you know, what I'm saying shoot, when I'm with the bros, man, you know, what I'm saying give me something to talk about. Like you know, um, this is my life, you know, and it's also you know really just about um, about having something to rap about, keeping it real and that vibe. You know what I'm saying? How you got started, keeping that momentum. Cause like once you go away from that, you know, that's when even people in the game, they say that's when you fall off. When you get yeah. away and when and you know what I'm saying? It was like futures, it, um 
in a Breakfast Club. They was like, uh, they said future. They said you going Hollywood. Future say who said that? He's just like, nah, man. Uh, no, yeah, if you say who said it, so a couple of DJs. And then um, he was like, tell me who is, uh, DJ. He was like, nah, I ain't gonna tell you. But that's what they were saying. When he was like, you know, what I'm saying, well, I'm back. You know, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So long story short, why people can't leave the hoods of that authenticity. You know, what I'm saying, keeping it real, keeping that image up. You know, what I'm saying, and. Unfortunately, that's how a lot of people pass and meet their demise as well. So it's a double-edged sword. So why why is it why is it easy for people like Jay to stay on top? Who he ain't saying he in the streets no more. Like I mean, he's saying he in Dumbo. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like how is, how do, how does somebody like Jay stay on and stay respected? Well, I, I think I think he's the exception to the rule. But if you look at him too, the people that are around him are those same people he was in the streets with. But they all grew and graduated together, right? right? So they went from being in the street together and doing, you know, illegal things allegedly to now being in boardrooms, being executives and things like that. So it's just about really having that inner circle and moving strategically in the same direction. But all the time, especially now, because I, I think a lot of what's happening too now is with social media, with, you know, just the overemphasis, if you will, as it relates to being famous, right? Mm-hmm. And the accessibility as it relates to that. There's there's just this this thing where you're easily accessible, you're easy to touch. It's, it's easily obtainable right. now with social media. So I, I think with that or whatever, that also plays a role because when Jay was coming up, we didn't have social media. Right. You know what I'm saying? So everything that was done, you know, quite frankly, we don't know. If, if his people were doing things or if they were operating illegally because it wasn't put on Front Street, sort of how the DA is saying a lot of their case has been built on what they've seen on social media. Mm. So, so, so let me ask y'all this. Do y'all remember um, when FX had that special, uh, Hip Hop Uncovered? Yeah, yeah. Like, the best music is made when there is a struggle, when there is some sort of story that you can identify with that is a rags to riches story. Hip hop is the voice of the streets. You cannot have success in the music business without the movers and shakers behind the scenes. So that right there too, right? Like, yeah. You're not even going to get really successful in music without an element of Somebody behind the scenes, even if like that's why I think this case might be getting blown out of proportion because they're trying to connect the dots. But sure, I don't think they're gonna be able to touch Thug Magana. But it is to to the point though. If you saw this documentary, people mentioned. I mean, you had Big U, Deb Anthony, Bimmy, Trick Trick, Haitian Jack. Right. Everybody know about Haitian Jack and shooting Tupac. Sure. Everybody know about Trick Trick and how he he was one of the first. You need to check in. Got to check to in. Right. So like some of these things and then when, even when M had a problem, they called Trick, got some things situated. So how does Trick get those things handled? How does Snoop get the crip walk during the Super Bowl? Man. You get so, what I'm saying? So And that's why that's what that's why But know, that's America. I go back and forth like, you know, I really feel like I keep going back to Snowfall. I made it off mic, the Snowfall <laughs> reference with uh um, the main character. What's, why I keep forgetting the main character name? Franklin. Oh, yeah, Franklin. Franklin is the uh, American rapper. He's the everyday rapper, right? I see. And Teddy is the label. Please keep your hands <laughs> down, keep your mouth shut, and let me get us out of this. Like I got us out of every other motherfucker. 
And I feel like that's what's happening in the game. Right. I feel like this horrible rap shit is goddamn. I feel like that is our. That's the new crack. You know what I'm saying? That like okay. this gang shit, this slot, like let, let, let all that shit fly. Let's let them say that shit. Let them put it. We're gonna promote because we're using that money to fund something else. Like he was using a Teddy sure. was using that rap money to fund some other shit. So they letting all this shit get by because I be going back and forth. Who fault is it? You can't be successful because of the label, or you can't be successful because of the community. Us, the people, we only fuck with that shit. Like we only want to hear that. And the reason why I like Two Seventeen story because I know where Two Seventeen music you've produced and music you put out have two different vibes. Mm. And like, what what are the vibes you see in different Two Seventeen from like the support you were getting from production side to your project you just re- released? What's the difference in support you get? At one point, <clears throat> at one point in time, I was hand in hand. With the streets, um, my production, um, two seventeen on the track. The reason I was a successful producer is because I was in that environment. I was in the strip club. I was in the trap. I was with these people. We built a like. It goes deeper than just sending beats to the email. Like when right. you become like you know when you got that um, Metro and Future story, or you got that uh, Zaytoven and Gucci Mane story. Mm-hmm. You won in that environment. Like, you're not just, you know what I'm saying, sending beats to the email. Now, you in the trap house, you at the strip club, you in the studio, like, you really building a relationship. Right. So, at one point in time, my production and my music that I was putting out was on the same wavelength until I got enlightened myself. And then the separation came between my production and the messages I put out. And then all together, the separation became this everything from the production to my message. And of course, you know, uh, everybody like provocativeness. Everybody like sex. Um, we like to hear. We like to hear. Spin the block and I'ma shoot him and I'ma kill him and, uh, until it's your cousin, until it's your auntie, Absolutely. until it's and then we don't like it no more. You right. know what I'm saying? But as long as you, you know, what I'm saying it, it gets clicks, it gets, it generates revenue. You know what I'm saying for everybody, the labels and for the artists. But as I started um, to answer your question, as I start putting out other messages. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't, and isn't on um, widely uh, received as as much as my old music or the stuff I have producing, mm-hmm. but it's brought a different quality of people. Like it's a different whole group of people that like my stuff. Like it's a different group of people, uh, more with higher um, vibrations, mm-hmm. and even the people who will still listen to that trap stuff. They, you know, saying whoever has the ear for it, they'll tune in, and it it changes them too. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's doing what it's doing. No, for sure. For sure. Nah, I, I, I could definitely see that. And, and and I really believe, I believe the average person do what they got to do to make it. Yeah, like, of course. Like, I mean, we talked about Kevin Samuels on the last podcast. And Kevin Samuels didn't come out as no woman talking about women all day. Sure. He was an image consultant and he was actually Fashion, helping men. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. That shit wasn't getting no play. It wasn't until he crossed over and started to do the other stuff. So same thing, yeah. man. These niggas ain't these, these folk didn't want to hear that candy uh rap hip hop hippie hippie to sure. the hip hop stop like. But I, I think that's 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 the thing though because you have this relationship, and I, I don't think you can just pinpoint it and put it on the label because we we have to take responsibility as consumers as well. NWA came out in 1980, what, 88, 86? Right. Right. 
So we're talking about damn near 40 years of this. So if it's not lucrative and we're in a capitalistic society, if it's not lucrative, then it doesn't get play. Right. But this stuff has been lucrative for damn near 40 years. So it's just like, no, keep doing it. That's where the money's at. And that's why it continues to evolve into whatever it is today. So that's why it's overemphasized. But we as consumers have to take responsibility for our role in that as well. Well, well, what about the other part, right? Is it because streaming is the new thing, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel, and we talk about this on, on LG's podcast a lot. When I was buying CDs mm-hmm. versus streaming, the type of music, like, I, used to, I used to hear some shoot 'em up, bang, bang, yeah. you know, 50 cent. But like now, the way these boys just rap, I mean, it's drill rap, it's just flat out. I'm shouting at my dead ops rap. Absolutely. You know, and then it's streaming, right. and, and a part of me feels like it, there has to be some cahoots between record labels, signing these young kids, owning their publishing, sure. knowing what racketeering is, because clearly racketeering is just any organized crime. So whenever I want to hit you with it, I can hit you with it. Right. If I know these young boys is rapping about things that they're doing, mm-hmm. and I also know that these are the young boys that feel like they need to be active, that have something to even rap about, Right. boom. I let them do that. I only publish it. I'll let you get hit with a Rico case sure. or whatever case. And your stream's going to go up. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. uh, what's what's the young boy? He's in jail right now for killing two friends. And he rapped about it. Uh, uh, YML, Melly. YM, yeah, YMW Melly. Like, mm-hmm. And he's still getting spins. Still Absolutely. getting streams. So, still putting out new music. Yeah. So I feel like a part of this is maybe some type of cahoots. Because I don't, I don't think consumers are consuming as much as they try to say that we really are. Versus what algorithms and computers can yeah. just spin. You know, like right now there's an algorithm computer station that's just pulling streams and just making things spin. And it's looking like something's really happening, but it's really not on, on that side of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when it comes to like artists who do break through, like a Gunner or like a Young Thug or like a Little Baby Future, all these cats, mm-hmm. we kind of, I think we kind of know that all this is hyperbole. Right. Like, you know, we kind of know that. You either are just putting yourself in the shoe just to rap about it, but like they don't come at Pusha T. He's known as the cocaine rapper. Absolutely. But they don't come at Pusha and like, you're going to follow him around and see if he's, you know what I'm saying? I mean, 21 Savage, he all he all he hollers is gang shit. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's all he knows. That's what Absolutely. he said in the songs, but it's just Johnny Cash also said he shot a man and watched him die. He, right. You going to pull him in for that? Absolutely. Like, it's just too, I just hate when they use the art to try to interpret some real life stuff. But I also do feel like there is a perpetuation on the culture to like um, keep killing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I'm telling you, That's I it. know it influences. Like, it, it definitely influences. I told y'all, 50 Cent got me locked up. Like, <laughs> I wanted to be in G-Unit. Like, I mean, I don't say this multiple times, like, but that shit was real, bro. Right. Like, like when 50 Cent them sh- that nigga made that gangster shit look cool. Nah, bro. absolutely. Like, I, when he came out, you had to pick a side. Bro, Either that, you were like, I, I ain't no Ja Rule-ass nigga. Like, right. I, I, I think you just hit on something, too. I think maybe it's a microwave culture, right, too. Like, maybe when I think about all rappers like the 50 Cent's, like yeah. the Jay-Z's, they did it, stopped, then started rapping. Absolutely. These niggas is like, I don't got time to still get it doing it. I'm still doing it. Even with the futures, like, we did this shit, but we're done. Right. And then now I'm going to rap about it. Absolutely. These young niggas is like, nah, I'm still doing it. And I'm ra- like, right. Like, one foot in, one foot out. Like, nah, right. I can't be like, you got to separate. You kind of got to just separate it. 
and then go about your business. I mean, gotta separate. If, if anything, look at Tupac. Like, there's no reason why Tupac shouldn't be alive. He's not alive because he tried to get back into back the shit. into that. And he was already right. out that shit. Absolutely. I, I just don't like it. Just it's just get it's get we we use the influence when we want to use it. Like I sure. came out, I I did a review on Two Chains last album, and my review is nigga, you too old for this shit. <laughs> Like I listened to the album, like that shit sounded like two chains. First of all, two chains is fifty. Damn, that nigga fifty years old, bro. The like, views and opinions <laughs> expressed hey, on this podcast. This shit reflect Elgin. <laughs> <laughs> like two chains is old as hell, bro. You know, it, it, you know what made me mad, right? So he just became the 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 first chief marketing person of Crystals. Remember yeah. that that shit came out. So. Regardless of how it happened, the campaign sure. happened. Sure. Either he went in a room full of white folk and they said, hey, you should do this. Or he went in a room of white folk and said, hey, y'all, y'all should let me do this. Either way, <laughs> he said black people are going to buy more crystals if we call it the trap. Mm. Dope don't sell itself. The trap is open. Now mm. you go on the crystals on the side of it. The trap is open. I'm like. But two, though, I, I think. Man, come on. I think what what's being sold is an experience. Now, now I'm giving I'm giving people that are not necessarily adjacent to the trap or have familiarity with the trap. I'm inviting them into the trap. Well, here's the, here's the issue of that, and I believe I I, I agree, and sure. it's why I have silently protested the trap museum, and I've never stepped foot in there. I got you because we're assimilating experience, but on one hand, that we're saying we want to kill. And that's, I think that's the thing, and that's the struggle that I have and that I'm faced with even as a lawyer, because with working in this industry, I'm negotiating deals with people that are rapping about a certain lifestyle, but privately and personally, it's not a lifestyle that I'm personally wanting to be associated with. So where do you draw the line? Because, you know, for me, the Chat Museum Mm -hmm. is literally a block away from the bluff. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm in the, if I like grew up in the bluff, like if I like I lived over that neighborhood right now, right, I'm robbing niggas every time <laughs> they come out the trap museum. Literally, that's all. Easy licks. Uh, oh, it's a part of the experience, right? <laughs> this is the extended version. <laughs> Welcome to the trap house. Ba 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 ba. Like like these niggas. Like sometimes I be wanting to do that shit. I be wanting to pull a goddamn. The opening the snow in the bluff, little Curtis Snow move. There it is. Right around the corner, right around. That's it. Goddamn. That's it. Look, that's that's what I be wanting to do. I would have been like, I want to pull up with a trap museum bus, like, hey, this is the extended tour, right? And I just want to take their ass through the bluff. All right, you get off and you go through that door right there. After party, you go through that door. Like I be seeing pictures, man. It'd be dirty kitchens and it'd be girl. Man, girls, I know they ain't going nowhere near the trap. Yeah. And what pissed me off is us. Right. Now I would expect some white people to do some shit like this. Right. Right. You see this van? Okay. <laughs> now I'm saying I got like you said four fifty. Yeah, four fifty. I do that for y'all. Do you have change? Yeah. What do you need change for? I I just have like I got five. Yeah, all right, all right, that's perfect. Okay. Um, so you so you want two eight ball and you want the two um what's name, right? Well Yeah, ten rolls. Yeah, yeah. ten rolls, two eight balls. I can, I can yeah. Try. Yeah, try this. <laughs> 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 That's what pissed me off, bro. Come on, man. 
Now, if some white folk did the, if the white, if some white people did the trap museum, we up in arms. Oh, we we protested. We're protesting. We're protesting. That's why I'm not going. Right. I'm not going, bro. I feel you. I feel you. And it and it, it just it just it's like it's one of them things that I don't know the answer because yeah. you know the it the real issue is with our generation more than ever we love the bag. Oh yeah. That's one thing I mean. will say about Generation X. They wanted to get the bad, but they still had a reverence and respect for baby boomers or some yeah, people where, absolutely, you know, I'm going to listen to this person. They might not be the richest, but there's a level of wisdom. They understand the They wisdom. know something that can help me. Right. If you ain't got 100K followers, right. if you ain't got a chain, if you ain't got money, right. our generation don't listen to you. Absolutely. And no matter what you do, no matter how egregious it is, how much, no matter how it affects us, there, this is what people say, but he is getting the bag. Justification. People say the bag is yeah. the justification That's now. It. That's it. So with it being so lucrative, we can, because we don't want to sacrifice shit. That's the other issue. <laughs> we don't want to sacrifice now. We don't want to be inconvenienced at all. Not whatsoever. You're right. So I can't tell you, hey, bro, you need to stop rapping this shit. You're going to take a hit. You might not get signed. Right. But you need to stop that shit for a second. We need to, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's one of those situations because we love so money so much, because it's promoted so much, sure. because people that don't even believe in it support it when it's conveniently entertaining them. Like 217 said, it's cool until it's my auntie. Absolutely. It's cool until my cousin. So nobody is really outraged right. about this shit. I mean, we talk about this shit on the TV shit all the time. Like, I hate that I love power. But I love it. But it's a good But show. that nigga, right. on, that nigga, on, that nigga that killed the uh, the security guard on Cleveland Avenue, he did it just like Ghost. True. That's how Ghost killed. Right. And when Ghost get it all black, I used to get excited like, ooh, it's about to go. It's about to go down. It's about to go down. I mean, right. but, but at what point, like, in, in I guess it's like might be a legal part too. Like, at what yeah. point do you have the First Amendment to be able to express your conditions? Because you know, especially when when artist first comes out, mm -hmm. their first album, their first mixtape is their whole life culmination. And if I came out of the womb and I'm struggling and I had to do some things to make it to where I'm at, it's like Moray is like one of my first, one of my favorite new artists. Because you hear that yeah. first album, mm -hmm. I damn near shed a tear every time I listen to it. Because mm -hmm. like you can hear the pain, you can hear the struggle, you can hear all the shit he been through. But now he made it. Now he made it through. Right. You know, but real do they, music listener. But do they like? Take some of that and try to indict him on what he was saying. Forty two Doug, like yeah. I listen to him because my son listens to him. But when I'm hearing him rap, this man is rapping about how he don't want to do what he had to do. Absolutely, because he's trying to come up out of it. Absolutely, and if you are trying to use the man lyrics against them, then do you also have any compassion? Right. But I feel like you can't because all they're doing is just painting a picture of conditions that they've been put in by the other. Part of the system my, that nobody, you know, my seems only, to talk my about. only issue with that most of these niggas coming out of Gwinnett now. Well, that and then like two, but, of, but we have the First Amendment though. Like, so what is that? How does I that mean? I get, I, I'm, I'm I, cool with that, the First yeah. Amendment piece. But I think what's happening though too is that I'm how, just doing proof of concept. Like, like <laughs> I didn't come from this, but this shit worked. And let's let's continue to wash, wash rinse, and repeat it. Yeah, like, and and continue to make money and things like that. But I think, too, what's happening now, 
um, I, we pointed it out earlier, but the music and the reality, the lines are becoming more blurred. So everything is happening in real time at this point, right? right? As far as I'm rapping about the crimes that are being committed that I'm doing that just happened last week or just happened a couple months ago. Sure. So I think that's the thing. And um, if you even if you look at the indictment against YSL, um, it's not that you can't rap about this stuff. It can be purely for entertainment. You may mm -hmm. offend some people. You don't get locked up for your lyrics. But when they have you with gang affiliations tatted on you, teardrops, slack on your finger, and then you rapping and saying, YSL, we just called a body. It means, I mean, you're aligning yourself with those things. Absolutely. It can be used against you. You have the right to remain silent. You don't have to talk about the birds and the chickens that, right. you know what I'm saying, you don't took down south. But if you want to do that, and you just so happen to have birds and chickens in your trunk, it can and will be used Absolutely. against you. But nobody's taking it away from the First Amendment. You know what I'm saying? You can talk about what you want to talk about. It's just, you know what I'm saying, even with the um, the Florida drill rap with um, Ace, Ace Youngin and mm -hmm. Fulio. I don't know if you heard about them. Yeah. But the who they're they're saying real people, yeah. real events, yeah. real open cases. Absolutely. So if you want to take it there, you have the right to take it there, but it can and may be used against you. So, you know, they're not necessarily um, infringing on that First Amendment right, but, you know, you putting yourself out there when you, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's yep. why, I, yeah. See, these niggas, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> When I see you, I'ma push your shit back, boy. Try to get the spins through your set. We don't fight, boy. Twelve paramedics couldn't stay your fucking life, boy. Rock ain't dead, and he never coming back, boy. We gonna treat this bitch that's like it, a match. In that situation, they're missing. It sound there. good though. It's lit, right? <laughs> and that I think that's the thing with with the music or whatever because that's that's the gateway. Right. The music is, you know, it sounds good. I'm a ride to it. It makes me feel a certain way. Maybe I work out to trends. it or whatever. Right. The, but then when I'm listening to what's happening and I really start to digest what's being talked about. Now we're talking about real people, real people, you know, that have been shot, killed, whatever, real crimes that's taking place. So if I'm giving that information up and I'm aligning myself with that, just like 217 said, I can talk about it, and that's cool, but I'm also setting myself up or whatever to give evidence if it comes back on me or if I'm arrested or indicted in this situation for being associated with it. So what do you do? You draw a fine line as it relates to, do I continue to stay in this lane and rap about this stuff and make money, or do I go the most deaf and, you know, Talib Kweli route or whatever? But, but, but how do I do it when TikTok... And the sad thing is, I saw a report on that. That was a real That's a real deal. story. Like the mom was crying and everything. Like her yeah. son Corbin, they found the damn bones that they've been looking for. So yep. like and, and and then the sound, like it's it's so interwoven, bro, because like the sound get used everywhere. Like I seen every shot. Like it's about, shout out to Lil June. Uh Lil June, but like uh when, when he get turned on, he start talking gangster. 
And then that came on. So she was acting like the little ad lib was. She like, mm-hmm. Well, damn. Like, but it's like a it's a viral noise. Like, even with the uh or when it be like the mean when it, when you first start talking to a hood nigga, like yeah, like that's just right. cute. It, it it shit cute. And then uh the other one, the other challenge where everybody was like, the, what's the what's yeah, that June bug, yeah. June bug stuff, the, yeah. June yeah. bug shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that, June bug went on a fucking national tour off of that, off of the dance associated with the song. So the two worked hand in hand, but the song is promoting something totally different. Versus that of a dance of this, you know, this guy, I think mid thirties, early forties, yeah. who created this dance or whatever, and you know, made money from it. So it's, it's again, oh, he it's was just, dancing to that same song. Yeah, the same yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, he would he would dance to like, it, man. That's why I say I don't know the answer when I say that. When you start looking at it, how much it's infra- It's like a fucking virus. Like if it if this was a computer, I'd like just throw the whole thing away. <laughs> Until the next virus came out, though. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, we had to just buy a new computer and like try to. But we can't yeah. do that. Like, yeah. we, we can't throw the can't can't reboot. The it. computer is is us. It's our right. code. It's our experience. It's Absolutely. our communities. It's our kids. Like, so how? Like, that's where you know what I'm saying. But and we ain't got to get into that all on this podcast. I'm just yeah, saying, this, of course, this is where my mindset goes. Getting back to like the main subject, like you're the, you're the attorney, and right. I, and also we got to do the disclaimer: we're not giving legal advice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. I know we we typically start the show with that, but I think this might be a good segue to do that. Um, first and foremost, I am a lawyer. I'm a real lawyer, but the views and opinions expressed with regard with regard rather to this I ah, with regard to this podcast. Sorry. Um, are just that. It's entertainment. It's not legal advice. It's not me telling you what you should do. I don't know anything about your specific situation. Um, we're just talking. We're just having dialogue and conversation. So none of this is legal advice whatsoever. But you know, I call my lawyer. He's such a good lawyer that by tomorrow morning you're gonna be working in Alaska. <laughs> so look, you know, if if young the you know, listen to the pod and just don't take this. We're about to talk about you, but don't, <laughs> don't take this. But you can hire my boy, the lionsden.com. Lionsdenlegal.com for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can't hire my boy. So, Absolutely. all right, boom. This you, what you doing? Uh, I and think. What, what are you first seeing? I, I think. And what, how worried are you? I think what, what his lawyer is doing now, he has a very great lawyer. Uh, Brian Still is one of the top criminal defense lawyers in the state. Um, I think. What he's doing is what any defense lawyer should do. Maintain the client's innocence, get more information. Um, I think what will end up happening if if I'm in that position, I'm going to challenge the constitutionality of the RICO statute, period. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why they pursued it from this perspective as, a, as opposed to just approaching it from the gang perspective itself. Because if you look at it from the gang perspective, then you have a lot more dots that you have to connect. With RICO, it's, it's so broad that with the pattern and associations, sometimes that within itself can make the case because when you throw the RICO piece on there, you're looking at a mandatory minimum of five years up to 20, right? If convicted of RICO alone. So somebody like Ghana, who's only charged with RICO is looking at something like that. <clears throat> So you might have, you know, some of the weaker links that are in the group or whatever that may fold 
and start to give people up because nobody wants to spend that five years in prison at minimum. How, right? how many you think about to start singing? They got twenty eight. <sighs> how many singing harmony? Man, boys to men. And all and all honesty and like I never knew this, but <laughs> before coming a lawyer, uh, it happens more than people realize. Oh, let me tell you, if it's me, <clears throat> this mic on. <laughs> Absolutely. Baby got shot. Jim got shot. <laughs> like, I'm going that, home. That's exactly how it goes. I'm going home. And that's exactly how I it was goes. just playing. For sure. I ain't no gangster for real. Absolutely. Nigga, this tattoo ain't even real. I'm going home, bro. And the prosecutors know that. And that's that's the crazy thing. The prosecutors know who to turn. Right and who to who to get who know information and you know and uh, uh, you know even going back nah. to like that BMF piece <laughs> they said gunner snitching y'all ain't, y'all ain't see the clip <laughs> look give me some McDonald's when you come back I might remember something can you do that oh yeah damn 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 coke yeah done so that was in that movie he was. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's a clip from a movie Dang, daughter was in, but <laughs> that happened. That's why you can't do the movies, bro. Then you full circle. Give it some full circle. I might remember something <laughs> from McDonald's. Let me tell you, I, I'm I'm singing on an empty stomach. I'm just gonna be real with y'all, nigga. Give me nothing, you you on? You know, it's so, you know how easy it is for me to goddamn move to South Carolina and start over. <laughs> I'm like, man, fuck On the this. Porn. Nigga, fuck this. You know, this life didn't work. I'm going to try it again. That's real. That's real. Nigga, I, and luckily I got locks. I'm cutting my locks. <laughs> like, that was with a fade. <laughs> but you know what? You know why I can say that? Because... <laughs> I'm sorry, nigga. I'm trying to come home. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hey, Sorry, nigga, I'm trying to come home. That's it. Hey, but you know what? Why I can say that? Because when I got out of trouble, when I had went to juvie for my little time and I came home, I did stop fucking with all them niggas. That's fair. And I was like, bro, like, keep take what's my phrase, Keith? Hey, man, you can't throw trouble on me if you had that shit in the bucket. <laughs> if you had that shit in the bucket. Nigga, I don't, bro, I don't, when I first came home, like, I got homeboys. I'm like, bro. I used to make them nigga into their pocket. I'm like, bro, don't have nothing in your pockets with me. Word. Like, because I'm not getting back in no trouble. And you got to be that severe, I think, at these times, and man, because mo- you don't know. Most niggas can't do that. So so if I get caught up on some shit. I'm telling. Nigga, I'm telling. Nigga, <laughs> nigga, I just came in here to drop. You bought a t-shirt, and they raided the house. I mean, well, that, you know, and they've had discussions about it. snitching is only if you are doing the stuff with somebody. Yeah. Elgin is a civilian. Absolutely. If, if, if I was to have something on me, we get pulled over. I know off mm-hmm. the rip. Mm-hmm. I, I better go ahead and take it because yeah. he gonna say not nah, and he gonna go home like Absolutely. and he need to go home he shouldn't be a part of it. Absolutely. But everybody they pulled in if you on that list yeah. you you nine you times living. out of ten you done did something you done, you done associate yourself with it. So out of 28 they if they pull in 28 mm-hmm. with people singing how many more they about to get? It's no telling man. It can grow. It, it really depends on the the I guess widespread affiliation of that particular organization, if you will. Let me ask you this: Do you know um, from the from the prosecutor standpoint, yeah. in the city and everything, do they do they also take into account the whole 
ramifications of because because the DA came out and said, okay, we're doing this uh-huh. because crime is up, murders are up, yeah, it's all gang related. Yeah, we're trying to shut down all the gangs, right? Okay, boom. So you pull off twenty eight people, right? But do they also understand about a power vacuum that happens with these young niggas and they see, okay, mm-hmm. all the OGs have been pulled off the block. I need to step up. So do they pull these people off the block, put people in place to say, all right, look. We cleaning this stuff up. We know y'all was on almost like they did on the wire a little bit. Look, I see what we, you're we saying. Clean right. all this reset. stuff up. Right. We're gonna reset. Look, all you young niggas, we're gonna reset with y'all right. and get y'all on the right path. Are are there any of that in place? Because if not, it's gonna keep going. Yeah, it's it's really hard to tell. And I think with this situation, especially with okay, I feel like this situation kind of came from or stemmed from the Lucci situation because there's a there's a common or bridge as it relates to the two, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So with that, I think, you know, this sort of went to that, and I think it just continues to graduate, basically. I don't think they're necessarily looking at it as, let's pull the OGs off and do this. I think Fani, the DA, has been very clear. I mean, she ran on this, you know, her platform, whatever it was. I'm going to be tough on crime, tough on gangs. We're going to clean the streets up. And that's what she's doing. And she's doing it without any... I guess consideration for celebrities or not. If you are affiliated, she's coming after you. Yeah, cause she look. Except let's this. Not be sexy. Now let's not overreach. Let's be conservative. Except our- for this one right here. Yes, sir. Um, <coughs> the indictment's got uh, Young Thug and uh, a bunch of other rappers. There was one name I was actually expecting to see there that I didn't. And that's Jack Harlow. Um, can you speak to that? What I'll tell you is that. As large as this indictment is, the I told my team that let's not be sexy, now let's not overreach, let's be conservative in our approach, which is always the approach that I take. Um, and in taking that approach, 28 defendants were indicted, and they were indicted for the crimes that I believe were appropriate for this RICO indictment. Um, and so I won't speak to any person that is not. Funny ain't gonna, funny ain't gonna arrest no white people and no police. <laughs> She said, Jack, not that man said, Jack. See, I want, I want Jack. I want Jack. I want Jack in this. This, this motherfucker blowing up too fast. He gotta be hey, gang. Look. <laughs> I ain't gonna speak on that, but that, look, there's some, uh, there's some other documents that are floating around as well, man, as it relates to other. Uh, Are we gonna get any other rappers in this? That's what it's yeah. looking like. Because because what what you have now, and and I've I've been privy to represent or know people in law enforcement or whatever that sort of knows what's going on or whatever. And like, it's not it's not hip hop cops because I know that was the thing of the past or whatever. But this is like amplified. You got the feds that are working locally with state authorities to really root out gangs and things like that or whatever. There was this real big push for that back in Augusta and it continues to come this way. I mean, there's been so many different RICO cases filed across the state, drugs, murders, all types of stuff that's happening or whatever. So rappers that I guess have a legitimate front, but on the back end are operating in a certain way that may be affiliated, it would be my opinion that you should distance yourself as much as possible. Shut that shit down. Facts. I just pray they don't get sociable. Damn. Just, on, on that note, Big Draco. <laughs> <laughs> Big Draco. I just want to protect it at all costs. 
<laughs> now, now, you know, that's what Draco's a loner, man. He's out he's out in California by himself, man. Exactly. He, he's got a few people around him, but I don't Draco is the first rapper to get out the right, shit. Right, right, he right. the first rapper to cut niggas off. <laughs> he the first rapper to cut off the streets, man. <laughs> and not be indicted, man. Draco's doing a lot of a lot of good stuff business wise, man. And I think in all honesty or whatever, that's and that's what I want to see. That's what you I be do. I be pissed off. Right. Like y'all got the opportunity. You know, yeah. You know, that's why I do, I, I do fuck with Killer, right? You know what I'm saying? Because like I, yeah. I, I've seen how Killer has spent off his, his rap career to even getting locked up. You know, and shout out to his wife. You know what I'm saying? Sure. She did, matter of fact, I seen her last night at Houston's. I was at Houston last okay. night. I seen her. Um, but it's like, shout out to him for spending off to the, you know, to the uh, swag shops. Yeah, and of course. The real estate and everything. Of yes, course. Doing. It's, and that's what kind of pissed me off as an entrepreneur. All you be needing is the startup capital. You got the capital. That's it, the opportunity. And you ain't. Yeah. And I, I think that's. That's what it is. That's why I like, you know, rappers like Nipsey Hussle, you know, rest in peace or whatever. But when he got to a certain plateau or whatever, of making money and things like that, it was about investing in the community. And not only the community you know, for the purposes of making money, but investing in his own community to uplift his people, put them in a position to, you know, have access to certain things and resources and things like that. And I think that's where the market's being missed with a lot of the rappers or whatever, because instead of reverting back into street stuff, now I have the access and the funding to elevate. And I'm choosing not to in certain situations. And it's, it's a missed opportunity. I think that's... That's where we have to go, and that's that's what the movement has to be, or whatever, as opposed to further killing ourselves. Because you got a Grammy-winning artist right now, or even Gunna. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Gunna on Instagram a week ago at the Met Gala, tailored suit, yeah, puppy dog purse, yeah, puppy dog right, purse, right. all of that, and now I'm like, right. he's gonna be in a blue jumpsuit. Yeah, pick, yeah, chew, right, gay shit or gay shit, like. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just playing. I just playing. I, I just, I just, I just, I just hope they don't get our, get our boy, man. I, I just hope they don't try to bring little baby in this because I know they're tight. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Gunner and baby, and you know, baby already said, bro. Slide my rose race through the hood. That shit look good, like right on. Get your arms to learn your hair done when you want from now on. Tell the police don't do nothing. I've been selling these songs. Hey man, I don't do nothing. I've just been selling this stuff. I, I do feel like Lil Baby shit a little more sophisticated. For sure. Like if you look up his setup, his infrastructure. Yeah. Well, I think he's I feel doing like, with the Nipsey Hustle movie. Yeah, like, I feel like he's shit. a little bit more isolated. Like and Lil Baby is a big name. You will almost try to grab him in the first. Yeah, round. no, absolutely. You, I, you I would think try to grab him first. Well, they even they didn't even really get Gunner first. Gunner turned himself in. And if you look at the paper, they said they really just got him for a chain and I think, I think Ghana so was he, an Ghana's, estatement yeah. grab more than a real like it's I, I think Ghana was more because he's affiliated and because we and, and this is the thing that we have to understand about indictments right let me let me just go legal real quick on yeah. that so That's why we here with with indictments the only thing we're looking at is probable cause essentially right the bar is very low as it relates to getting a case indicted. Um, first and foremost, when we have a case that's indicted, it's a case that's presented to a grand jury, 
and it's presented one side. So the prosecutor is the only one that's talking about this thing and is presenting it to a group of people within the grand jury to determine whether or not it should go forward or be indicted. So if I'm telling one side of the story and one version of the facts, then almost nine out of 10 times the case will be indicted, which is true when people say you can indict a ham sandwich because to, you know truly you can. If I'm telling the story about the ham sandwich from a skewed position in place, I can make the ham sandwich sound like an animal if I want to. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it can be indicted. And that's that's what it is. So we have to understand that. This is in the very beginning stages of everything. This is not suggesting that they're guilty or anything along those lines. But So that's why everybody holding strong not talking absolutely. is important. Yeah. Absolutely. Because now we have to go through getting discovery. Discovery is going to be the evidence and everything that the state is using to prosecute the case. So we have to get the discovery to see how can the state you know, connect the dots, essentially. If you're a prosecutor, uh, do they get bail or are they flight risk? Yeah, I was about to ask that question. Yeah. How, how does that work with bond and bail? I think any, specifically, let me say it from this perspective, working formally in Fulton County as an assistant DA, on cases like this, the DA's position is almost automatically going to be no bond, right. right? But it would be up to the judge to consider whether or not bond should be given. I think when we look at a young thug and a, a gunner, obviously they have, you know, seemingly unlimited resources, passports, things like that, where they can go internationally. So I think if they do get a bond, it's going to be a situation where either they're on house arrest and can't go anywhere, or they have to wear an ankle monitor and will have to uh, forfeit their passports and things like that, right? So that, that the state can keep track of where they are to ensure that they're coming back to court. No, I said one more question though. Yeah. But what if they don't get bond or bail? The, does that mean they remain in jail during that discovery yeah, period? The whole time. About? Absolutely. The whole and time. then it could come out that they're not guilty. Absolutely. And that, I that's literally one of the, just had a situation dang. like that just happened. And that that's one of the biggest situations Pop or whatever. Stayed where, almost a year. Yeah. And they dropped all the ca- charges. That's, that's, a, that's a huge issue in Fulton County right dang. now. Uh the jails are overcrowded. They they have some people that are shipped out into Cobb to house them in jail out there. And I'm going to be real, with how Atlanta going right now, Yeah, it doesn't look good for a judge to let them out. Because this is the first time Atlanta law enforcement looked like a position of power. These niggas been looking real weak in this city. No, absolutely. Like they ain't doing shit. So keeping them locked up makes it look like we not playing. Well, well how, how similar is this? Are you familiar with that GS9 case with Bobby Schmurder and Roddy Rebel? Yeah. How similar to that is to this? Is it kind of the same or they had... I guess the similar approach as it relates to we're, we're going after this entity that is alleged to have, you know, been a criminal enterprise, but different facts as it relates to what they, GS9, have done versus YSL. Right. So that's that's the difference as it relates to that. But nonetheless, it's the same approach. So I think that's why we're seeing prosecutors now really go after these rappers because they've had success with people like the GS9, the Bobby Smarter stuff, and then also the Takashi 69 stuff as well. Right. So with that, it's just like, OK, yeah, here's a way and here's an avenue that we can start to prosecute these people and bring these celebrities into it as well. For sure. Yeah. So. If, if the jail, if, see, you can lie to everybody but yourself. If, I know what I done did. I know whether, like, I know what I done did. And I know 
You know your homeboys. You know if you feel like you can sure. trust anybody. You let me out. I don't know. I'm I'm hopping. I'm about, to, I'm about to call me a jet, and I'm gone, and I'm gonna just release NFT albums for the rest of my life. But I mean, if I'm gone, I think in that situation though, too, if you're truly innocent, it could potentially have a negative impact because it puts you. That's it. If you're innocent, if you. But I'm saying even even if they're so. Well, you're innocent to proving guilty, and and that's so that's what I'm getting. I'm talking about innocent in your head. No, I'm talking about nah, innocent to proving guilty because you said celebrities, right? right. In my I'm head, gonna, I know if I'm guilty of shit. Like, I'm y'all I'm know, gonna, I'd have been innocent plenty of time with my shoulder, but goddamn, I wasn't innocent. But can you prove it? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I think, I think if, that's what it boils if down to. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove in court. It wasn't Absolutely. me. <laughs> like, Absolutely. So. And I think that's the thing about court or whatever as well, like, the judicial system is is definitely far from perfect. It's definitely imperfect, but it's one of those things where you are innocent until you're proven guilty, right? So in that situation, I I think they do deserve the opportunity for bond in this situation. Um, I don't know what that looks like or how the judge sees it or whatever, but in the state of Georgia, when we look at bond, we're looking at four things. If the person is going to be a danger to the community, is he? Huh? Is he? I mean, I don't know the facts. So so if, if that's the case, you know, as far as being a danger to the community, then we're saying that the music, which is typically how, you know, Young Thug or Gunner's message gets out to the mass. Yeah, I'm just going through the checklist, like, right. as, a, as a prosecutor. Are so, they a danger? Mm-hmm. So the, the prosecutor is definitely going to make an argument that they are a danger to the community inherently because of the, the facts or, and circumstances of the indictment. Right. Right. What's the next thing? Um are they going to intimidate witnesses or, you know, victims that are associated, right? Can The prosecutor's probably going to make a, you know, argument as it relates to that. But defense is also going to make a counter argument that if my client didn't have anything to do with that and he's innocent, then how could he sway a witness or anything along those lines, right? Third thing. Third thing is, is if they're a flight risk, mm-hmm. are they going to take off and not come back to court? And what we look at as it relates to that in court is, you know, do they have a pattern or history of not coming to court, getting FTAs or violating court? So they don't records? look at your money. They just look at your record. The money comes into play as well because you have resources now to take off and right. go to a place where you won't be extradited back, right? But Which is where? There, there are several countries or whatnot overseas or whatever that won't extradite. I'm just trying to say what I want to live there. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, Snowden's over there in Russia. Right yeah, Snowden's now. in Russia. So I right, definitely, nah. The, the Russia's right, one of those places. Um, the white right, right boy that killed them people while he was drunk driving him and his mom ran to Mexico. Um, they got Mexico. Like, Mexico, they'll get you. Yeah, if if they yeah. can catch up with you, yeah, yeah and, and I feel like they still caught up with them. So this, and I feel yeah. like Mexico, you can pay them niggas to bring you back. Like I ain't, I ain't going to Mexico. Mexico, yeah, that is Cuba you, one. Can we go to Cuba? Yeah, Cuba. I try Cuba. Yeah, I try Cuba. But they just, opened the, they just opened the doors back, so they might find you down there, too. Say, I don't mind Cuba. I, I hide a Cuba. You but know but they, they send those undercover federal agents down there to get you, disguised yeah. as locals. Nah, see, see, this is why when I was in Cuba, like, I was with some people, and they were, like, trying to ask where Sada. I was like, bro, don't ask where Sada is with me. <laughs> These niggas would kill you, bro. Like, they would Real kill time. you asking for Sada. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
But I'll go to Cuba. But Russia, nah, I'm just, I'm so, sitting so here let me, let me ask you this. I can't uh, live in Russia. Like, let me ask you this. I, I'm a- Kim Kardashian posted this picture on her Instagram stories last night after news of the RICO indictment against Gunna and Young Thug broke. There she is pushing P, repping the slime green. That's me messaging her slat, slat, slat. This is a very important development. Here's a hot take for you. One possible outcome in this case is the defendants challenge the constitutionality of the Georgia RICO statute as it's applied to them, arguing that it's so vague it violates my constitutional rights. Powerful figures like Kim K can be involved. Does that Kim Kardashian video, does that help them with their bond? I think that's going to be one of the things that we have to look at or whatever with the bond as well. Um, that last factor of bond, let me just say that real quick, is whether they're going to reoffend. But I, I think when we when we look at what Kim K posted, which is her child with a P on the necklace, right? And then also the caption, you know, has the P as well. And if people are not familiar, Gunna has a song that's popular, Pushing P. Um, so we have to look at pop culture and the influence of pop culture versus that of, are we furthering gangs? So are we saying that Kim Kardashian is now a YSL member or has some influence from YSL and should be included in the indictment? I know Kanye about the net. I don't know why she's trying, man. I'm just saying because they don't they don't come as Snoop every time Crips do something. They be like, "Well, we know he's a Crip. We know he's smoking weed. Right. We know they don't pull him in every but time." We Crips know Snoop be snitching. Nah, Snoop. Dang, dang, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but Snoop Snoop is built. Uh, yeah, Snoop ain't went to jail. And Martha Stewart did. I don't care what y'all say. He cool. Hey, Martha says she wasn't telling. So I don't care what y'all say. Snoop Snoop brought 200 Crip Walkers to the Super Bowl, bro. Nah, I mean, he's built a multi-decade, you know, like 30 years almost or whatever career. Screaming DPG. I ain't saying he ain't no gangster. I think you're a gangster. He's definitely. I think he done did some gangster shit. Right. But I also think <laughs> there's only a few ways for a gangster to survive this long. Uncle Snoop, if you hear this, man. This would be the one episode. Ain't none of my shit went viral. Except this one where I'm talking all this shit to real gangsters. <laughs> then I go viral. <laughs> hey, hey, fuck the shit, man. Yeah, but it is. Y'all protect me at all costs. (laughs) Man, I mean, I I don't know. It's one of those days, though, man. It's just like finding finding that fine line of entertainment versus reality. And I think that's what we're faced with in this situation or whatever with, you know, hella people out there probably buying YSL stuff or whatever just because they like it. You know what I'm saying? Don't necessarily understand what's going on behind the scenes gang-wise, but... I'm influenced by it because I like Young Thug's music. I mean, he just, you know, he has popular singles out. They went viral with the uh, ski dance and all of that good stuff, whatever. So people really love them. You know what I'm saying? He's a Grammy winner, for God's sake. So, yeah. So, you know, with that or whatever, like, are people affiliated or whatever just because they like it? And I think that's where the argument with Kim K is going to come in at. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lawyer could easily use that and, and try to influence um, a court or jury, if it gets to that point, um, you know, to say, hey, this isn't what it is. Right. So when we're challenging the constitutionality of the RICO piece or whatever, it's going to be, it's going to boil down to that point. This is just entertainment. This isn't criminal enterprise. So 
you know, we get we get ready to wrap. I I really want you For to sure. talk to the young people out there that are the fans. Yeah. Of uh, Thug and like, how should you govern yourself? Seeing what's happening, the mm-hmm. times we in, how these people just got attacked. You probably got a young brother out here doing music or you right. know trying to get on. Right. Like. How should you be governed? And you're speaking as an, an, an attorney, somebody mm-hmm. that's helping people get signed. Like, how should they be governing and moving in this climate? I think hypothetically, you you know, if I'm representing a client, I, I want to remind them of why they're doing this, right? If you're getting into the music industry to make money, to improve your surrounding and environment, I understand that maybe you're going to rap or your content is going to include certain subject matters or whatever, but at the same time, you have to stay true to your why and your purpose. So if your purpose is to elevate, get out of the hood, live a better life, this, that, and the other, you have to govern yourself that way. So does it make sense to still be affiliated with the streets and with gang activity and things along those lines? Or does it make sense now to, you know, level up, read, associate with different people and things like that? And that's, that's what I would say. Push yourself into that direction of the person that you want to be and the reality that you wish you had that was the source and foundation of your why. Why did you get started in this thing? As opposed to just saying, okay, I'm okay with being stagnant and still being in the hood and you know still living that life just for the purposes of authenticity. As we see, authenticity can lead to a RICO indictment. Mm-hmm. It could lead to you facing a number of years in jail, you know, whereby everybody doesn't have that opportunity to come back like a Bobby Smurf, right? Where you can get out of jail and come back and you're still on. How long right? did he stay? Uh, Bobby was in for what, about five, five, six years? Five, six years. And I mean, in, in rap today, five, six years is like 20 years. Yeah, that's a long, five, first of all, five, six years is a long time if I was famous. It's a long time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Five, six years. If I'm famous, that's a lot of goddamn time. Absolutely. Versus I mean, six, nine, that did how long? Six, nine did a little bit under two years, I believe. And he he gave it all up as yeah, far as the information. Bobby did six years. Six years. Six years versus two. So Pick me rainbow. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But I mean, in in both examples, they were both able to come back, jump back into the entertainment industry and make money. So six nine, you know, he just leaning heavy in the Mexican now. Like he, 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 he leaned. See, that's the other thing about being multicultural in the rap shit. Absolutely. When you black, you only got black, right? But if I'm Harlow, I got my white fans. If I'm six nine, I got my mix. Six nine can literally go to Mexico and go platinum and win. And just win. Like, I mean, even he, he doing that now, he just gave away a million dollars in Mexico. Absolutely. Like, yeah, that, he only did like 16 months. Yeah, see? Yeah. Since now I got a whole cheat code. That's right. why I be so hard on the air. Because the motherfuckers ain't got to work hard. Well, I mean, that that even goes back to the original what we were talking about, too. Like, how now, how he pays the games. Absolutely. To, like, now he's paid another game. So mm-hmm. now that's why he's back out. Because he's paid another group of 30 to 50 niggas to run with him. So it allows him to move and you know have that sense so of security. Look at him We about to, we about to wrap up, but like, is Chris Brown safe? Because you know, I really didn't like when he started flying them flags. <laughs> I'm a real Chris Brown fan. <laughs> Chris Brown, you know, sounds like he's safe, man. We'll see. 
Like, we'll see. you know, I ain't. That. The thing about Chris Brown is you don't hear those overt acts. You know, outside of the situation or whatever with Rihanna, you don't you don't hear Chris Brown being in the mix like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You hear that he has that influence. So it's one thing to have that influence and to, you know, fly the flag and all that good stuff or whatever. But it's another to actually, you know, be rapping about it. And Chris Brown doesn't do that. You Can know, you be in a game without that. flying a flag? Like on major? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Who who are some of the majors that's not flying nothing? Big U. Who? Big U. He not major. I don't even know who he is. Nah, he's major. <laughs> I'm talking about commercial major, like niggas that don't listen to music. Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? You're not seeing an artist, a big artist that don't flag, but that's yeah, yeah, like like commercial famous. Like I don't, uh, I like I'm <clears throat> I nigga, I don't even know big big who Kendrick don't flag. No, nah, he don't. Can't you don't flag? He's he not don't. a rapper, bro. What? What he's is he? What? He's a guy. <laughs> he's different. Kendrick oh, don't. Can't you he, don't he was not even born. He, he transcended he, to earth. He in he he in his latest music video. He throwing up neighborhood though. That's yeah, crazy. He, he is. He's power yeah. affiliated, but he got so much love for his people. He can throw neighborhood up, and they you know what I'm saying. Yep. But he don't be flagging. But everybody know Kendrick. Everybody, everybody know. Everybody, yeah, everybody. yeah, I would, yeah. Kend- Kendrick different. There'll never be another. <laughs> he's an exception. Yeah, he's definitely an exception. See, see you on Friday, Kendrick. I, I need to record the day of. I want Ray J. Yeah, Ray J's another one. Ray yeah. J. They say Ray, Ray J is certified. They yeah. say Ray J is certified. Yeah. First of all, that nigga. <laughs> now Ray J exposed him, so he already said like, I got the booty goons. They'll come get you. <laughs> Ray J different, bro. Like he's different, you know. And then you know, my cousin Brandy, nigga, I'm a Ray J too. <laughs> Shit, nigga, got that Ray. J. Like, all right, that's a we squirrel. Hey, um, <laughs> welcome back, uh, the hey, Montana, man. It's, yes, yes, yes. You know, it's it's just good, man. You know, I would have had this whole conversation given what I thought the Rico was, nigga. I didn't even know Rico was an acronym. Yeah, I just learned an acronym. You know, appreciate you, brother. Nah, facts, man. So facts. Uh, glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, glad when, to be back. When his shit drop on Thursdays, <laughs> we're taking Thursdays back, man. <laughs> Each and every Thursday. Each and every Thursday. That's man. Law Podcast. Absolutely. Your favorite attorney's favorite attorney. Tap in. Get some free game each and every Thursday. And on that Wednesday, is. you know what it is. The Jess Eldridge Podcast. Back to back. This is Jess Eldridge Media where we are dropping gems, baby. Gems. Pick up some. We out. Peace, y'all. Mill no styles in this bitch wanna fuck me, but I charge out of style with my neck and my wrist in the shower. Like how the fuck you growing up and baby say you childish. I just bought my young bitch up watching that she wild style and profile and you bitches can't devour and I'm crypto dollar smiling with style and I'm